Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, let's get this out of the way right away. It's April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. There will be no April Fool's jokes. Oh, okay. On Rock Mornings this morning. Decided against it. I always decided against it. We were always forced into it. Right. Well, I, I think we've been uh, taking a break, a hiatus from uh, from such uh, measures during a pandemic. I mean, people have had enough. Well, the great thing about the pandemic was uh, March of 2020, April Fool's Day would have been a Wednesday. Then, of course, we, we were done with it there for mm. sure. And then last year, yeah, we bailed on it. That would have been a Thursday. Now we're kind of semi-sort of back to normal, although we are in a sixth wave. So who knows where the hell we're heading. But uh, it's a Friday, which means even if by this time next year we're completely back to normal, <laughs> it's a Saturday. So we bought ourselves two years. Because here's the thing. I, in the, my years of working in, in radio... I've had bosses who either were so over the top about wanting April Fool's Day shenanigans. Right. Or bosses who I praised and loved who wanted nothing to do with it. Because I, 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 I think it's just ridiculous. I can't stand doing them. It's so annoying. We have had some doozies, though. We've, We've done really right. gotten some people. But again, forced into it. Right. So you know now where management falls on this issue here in this building. And so he's been kind of hooped right. uh, on doing this because we would have these meetings. It would be kind of like early March, and we'd have these Monday morning meetings with management. And right. Someone would say, ah, April Fool's Day isn't far far away. We should start thinking about what we're going to do. Well, it's funny. Funny you remember it being so far out. I remember it being like the March 31st, getting called into a room and saying, hey, come up with a brilliant idea. <laughs> Oh, maybe For it was. tomorrow. Maybe it was. <laughs> and let's really get everybody. Let's like, have fun oh, with it. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. And and my opinion of April Fool's Day has been backed by the fact that when people harass, more find it annoying than amusing. Right. Not evenly split, but still more find it annoying than amusing. Gotcha. So, we are April Fool's free here. Well, we talked yesterday about how you know we we just don't like uh, any of our time taken up by anything. Mm. So, you know, any kind of April Fool's fact that you'd throw out there that requires people to have to go and look it up. Right. To make sure. Right. You're right away, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. No, we don't need it. We've just been through a, a long winter. We're looking forward to the spring. Can we just take it easy? Yeah. Can well, we just, do we always have to be doing things? I think the joke's been the forecast. As of late, mm-hmm. there's still some flurries. Although I think warming up into since you could see double digits by next week, but then the rain will come. Yeah, well, the rain has to to wash away the sin of of the winter, right? But um, yeah, I mean, the weather has been on up and down with the temperature, but even with the predictions, they have been so way off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was supposed to pour yesterday uh, because of the warmer weather, and nothing. It was beautiful. Yeah, the wind did kick up yesterday afternoon for sure. Um. And then we were supposed to have, like, the, the freezing rain never happened, really, for us. Anyhow, the day before, I know more, more north of us it did, but we didn't get it. So who knows? When we when we, uh, when we we give you the weather, just treat it like April Fool's Day every day. <laughs> we, we could be joking. <laughs> There's a law in the books in the U.K. that maybe Canada should look at. When it comes to social media, in the U.K., offensive tweets 
could get you sentenced to 150 hours of community service. Wow. So not jail time, but if you say something horrible to somebody, you're going to be picking up cigarette butts and coffee cups at the side of the road. I, I like that idea. Right. The law in the books prohibits people from spreading content that's deemed grossly offensive uh, or of an indecent, obscene, or menacing character. That seems quite vague, though. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's very subjective as to what is. I think it has to be kind of very, you know, very black and white in what right. you're saying. And they they have uh, very recently used the law. There's a 36 year old man who uh, tweeted about a elderly British army officer who had died, and he said. The only good Brit soldier is a dead one. Burn, old fella, burn. Wow. I think that's pretty clear cut. Right, yes. And so send him to 150 hours yeah. of community service. Yeah, now his lawyer says he was drunk when right. he tweeted. This is the out. Uh, and he's got to go to 18 <laughs> hours of counseling. So. All right. Interesting. I mean, yeah, probably. Listen, our courts, our courts are jammed up enough as it is. True. I can't imagine now trying to bring this. Unless you had another kind of, because it's not, again, jail time. Maybe it's another arm of the law you you, you institute you know right well, they've already got twitter jail right they can yeah boot you or at least shut down your account for a little bit yeah but maybe maybe if there's like yeah like a, a three strikes rule to that where if you get shut down a few times then you got to go to this one mm-hmm. even listen for all the bullying that happens online this would be great for those who are bullying others when it comes to like students and right. stuff yeah you know, if you're caught bullying online another student, uh, then you should have to go do some community work. Well, we have that. some laws that, that come to online bullying, yeah. It was it stemmed after a girl killed herself in the, yeah. in the East Coast, right? Oh, in Halifax, that's right, that story of her. Right. Well, well what's the law? Yeah. Is it jail time for that, or what do you... I think the... you can get jail time for that, mm. yeah. But that, it, that, of course, most extreme of cases. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there's really just policing of single tweets... Mm. Yeah, I, no, I don't think so. I wonder what happens, because uh, you've got kids in school, so you, you might know better than me. Or someone, if you do know, let us know. If 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 um, one student is bullying another online and a principal gets word of it or a teacher does and then goes to the principal, do they have any power to shut that down? Except going to the parents? Maybe I think other than saying, going to the parents, no. I, 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 don't, I don't believe so. Because yeah. if it happens online and off school grounds, there's right. only so much that they can do right. in, in their own power at school. Right? right, right, right. Anyhow, this guy ended up going and doing his 150 hours and, and good on him because that's, that's just brutal. So it's a whole new world that, you know, obviously we didn't have to navigate when we were kids or our parents didn't have to navigate mm-hmm. as well when it comes to the online aspect of things. And, yeah. you know, you've got all these apps and chat apps. They've all got phones with cameras on them. Uh, you got to be very careful and try to teach the lesson. You got to be careful what you put out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, because... It can all it can all come back on you very quickly. Yeah, and you know, I hope, and who knows how the world is going, but there seems to be, and it's it's a good thing. There seems to be uh, children just learning more and more to be reasonable with each other. I think more sensitive to things, perhaps more understanding of people's feelings and cultures and this type of thing. Like we, I mean, we were. I was. You know, I was no saint. I was horrible. I'm sure I did. I said terrible things to people and did horrible things right. that today would make your skin crawl. 
Yeah. And I think kids are more aware and so maybe aren't pouncing on each other as much as they once did. And in some senses, I think the parents are more sensitive to it than the kids are, right? Yeah. Because it's a world that we didn't have to navigate when we were kids, right? The, the whole, like, hey, how do you explain to, to your kids that uh, so-and-so has two dads or mm-hmm. two moms or, or that topic comes up in a show and the parent automatically shudders and go, oh, am I going to have to explain this? And no, you don't mm. because it's just the reality that they live in, Yeah, right? Or, or And we worry about the same things with online and, and oh, are my kids going to uh, have to deal with this stuff online? Well, no, they've always had to deal with it because they've only known a world mm-hmm. that is online mm-hmm. to them. And, you know, I think sometimes as, as parents, it's not really the bubble wrapping effect, but we do do we take on the worry mm. that our kids aren't going to be able to handle it when our kids know nothing but how to handle it? Yeah, and probably know better how to handle it than us. Sometimes. Uh, great to just wrap this up. Uh, you know, I say students are more aware and more understanding, more accepting. But a teacher shares a, a funny story about getting roasted by his students. High school kids will roast you over the most mundane things. I was minding my business eating a sandwich, and a couple of students walked up to me, and one goes, Mr. Salem, are you eating that sandwich with no beverage? I responded, uh, yeah, I guess I am. The student turns and shouts to his friends, Mr. Salem eats his lunch with no Bev. This girl chimes in and goes, no Bev? It's giving sociopath. My students literally called me no Bev Salem for the rest of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess they still are horrible. And we did have a couple of people chime in right away and said, yes, students can be suspended for online bullying. Okay. uh, If it affects the victim's right to feel safe at school. And there have been cases, and others said, uh, that really address it, even though it's happened outside of the school building. Some slang terms are being uh, thrown out there and asked if they're outdated. Things like bugging, tripping, illin, word. Poppin', bomb, flavor, fresh, turn up, boo, fly, no doubt, tighten, frontin', and words with easy on the end like player, hater, uh, dope, swag. Oh, any words ending with easy, I see. Okay, and then player, hater, dope, swag. There's about 18 words there. I don't think I understand about 16 of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to say, coming out of your mouth, it sounds so odd right now. Bugging, tripping, <laughs> word. And is it on fleck or on fleek? Uh, I have no idea. I think it's on I'm fleck. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Well, F-L-E-E-K. Right. On fleck. You've never heard that That no, sounds like fleek. Right. Fleek? Again, I don't know what it means. Okay. So they're all outdated to me. These are outdated? Well, people are asking, are they outdated? Like, do you ever hear anybody say that's the bomb anymore? Or, right. Uh, fresh. On fleek means extremely stylish. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's why I've never heard really it because good. I'm not. Yes, that's right. <laughs> do we do we do we use play a hater? Don't you know? Is it kind of like the don't hate the player, hate the game? Uh, no, not quite. If you're a player hater. What are you? What, what what what's a player hater? Um. Well, if you don't like people who you know are are playing around on the scene, kind of thing. Playing around on the scene. Well, okay, well, that's even more dated. I think I just dated myself with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought Playa was, like, a, a guy who was maybe dating a lot of different women. Yeah, exactly. But I also thought it also meant, like, you could be jealous of somebody. Like, you're a player. You, you seem, like, don't hate me because, oh, forget it. Right. I think they're all outdated. <laughs> probably. Or I'm outdated. It's probably that's, that's more of the case. What happens if you're bugging? Uh, you're bugging. well, like tripping. You're you're going crazy. Oh, you're bugging and you're tripping. You're bugging out. Are yeah. you illin as well? Uh, 
I can't remember that one. Is that chilling? Yeah. Word, I guess, is a good thing, right? Like word to your mother, this right. type yeah. of thing. That's right. Word to your mama. <laughs> the bomb is also good, right? Yes, the yeah. bomb is good. I guess fresh is good. When we were kids, bad was good. Yeah. Boo is like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I call my hider. <laughs> boo. Your boo? I go boo. <laughs> a boo. A boo. I guess dope is also good. That's dope. Yeah. Swag. Yeah. These are sounding very outdated. Mm-hmm. How white am I? <laughs> <laughs> You're ghosting. I- <laughs> Do you have your spring cleaning checklist all in order? Now, when, when spring cleaning comes around, I always just think of like, Cleaning the garage, of course, getting set up for the spring. It's too early to start doing kind of any much outdoor work. But uh, mostly the garage or, or just getting rid of junk, maybe cleaning out the crawl space, the basement. Others, you know, start thinking about washing windows and doing all of that stuff. Right, yeah. But people get it. They, they get deep. They clean out the fridge. They deep clean the bathroom, cleaning out the pantry. Raking leaves. Shouldn't you have done that in the uh, fall? Wouldn't they be all kind of mushy? No, now? you got to rake the grass and stuff too, all the dead grass out. So that's part of the spring cleaning. I guess. But if you got piles of leaves still, like, wouldn't they all have gone kind of mush? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Well, they'll rake up with the dead grass. I guess so. So, yeah, we put together our, uh, our checklist and then we get going at it. And there's uh, um, somebody who shared a, an interesting little hack. And we used to do this where we'd play a game called uh, Garbage. Or loft because we had this loft in our garage, and right? And so I'd stand there. I'd have uh, I'd have the the boys and Maria standing in front of me, and I'd hold an item up, and I'd say garage, uh, loft, or garbage, and mostly they'd say loft. Yeah. And I'd say, can it just go in the garbage? <laughs> Anyhow, um, this is an interesting way. If you can't figure out if you should throw something out, hide it. Go put it somewhere. Hide it from yourself. And then put together a pile. Keep, toss, donate, and add a hide pole, uh, pile. Because we all feel like getting rid of stuff is a waste of money. But if you uh, tuck something away and you don't know where it is, come like next spring, you, you get it. And if you realize you hadn't needed it for the whole year, you can now toss it. Oh, man. And yes, obviously. But the problem is... You know, many of us, when we come to toss that, find some sentimental value in it. That are like, oh, I can't get rid of that. It belonged to so and so. I have none you know. of that in me. Well, I, <laughs> I, that's why I said many of us. I didn't say all of us because I'm looking at you while we're having this conversation. Yeah. And I bet you, you are very much in that I'm sentimental for, category. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm bad for for like, oh, maybe I'll need this. Or and and that's the other thing we know. That uh, or it might have happened to us once or twice before, where we we'll throw something out, and then you know months down the line, you're like where oh you know what I could have used that <laughs> thing, <laughs> so now I just never throw anything out. Yeah, I uh, we had that big flood in our crawl space a f- few years back, and we lost a ton of stuff. And you know it's funny because at the time you're like oh damn you know this that or the other thing. I don't think for one second either Maria or I have ever said. Oh, damn, I really needed that frame. Right. 
You know, well, and especially like you know, in our situation, we haven't we've we haven't moved once mm. you know, since we moved to get in together and moved into our house. We haven't moved, mm. so everything that kind of came with us <laughs> it stayed is still there, wow. right? And up in the crawl spaces and and uh, you know, for re- furthest depths of the basements and the garages, mm. you'll find a box here and there that, of just old crap. That is still there. In fact, you know, my neighbor is doing a renovation right now, and they've got a big uh, garbage bin out on there. Uh, oh, you should use it. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people up. do that. It's not cool. No. But, but I looked at it with a little hint of jealousy going, man, you know what? Having that out there mm. might be exactly what we need, the impetus to just throw stuff out into it. Yeah. I guess our moving really helped us because, you know, we, we moved a bunch of times. It seemed like every three years we were moving to another house, and... I remember once we had this kind of little, it was a crawl space, but the kids used it as kind of their own little uh, hiding place, and they'd play in there. But it was just, it was coated ankle deep in just crap, toys and bits and pieces of this and that. And before we moved, it had to be cleaned out. And so I went in there, and I must have taken a dozen or more garbage bags of just little bits. And you think of, like, little tiny bits, and they, but they still, there was enough to fill, like, 12 garbage Probably thousands of dollars in toys. Right. Know, oh, yeah. That just got, I, I gave, like, we tossed them. I mean, what was I going to do, right? I could have sit there and try to sort them. And they never touched them anymore. By that stage, they had given them up, given but up some on people, them. And, you know, now that you have things like Kijiji and, and Facebook yeah. Marketplace, it's, it's so easy to sell things. It just yep. takes, it takes the impetus of doing it, yeah. right? Of posting it. And everyone thinks it's going to be such a hassle. Mm. Oh, you have to bargain and barter with people. Well, if it was junk you were about to throw away anyway, yeah. then just throw it up there and see what happens. I mean, I do now, uh, certainly uh, with, with anything. If I need, like, well, I bought my lawnmower used off of Kijiji. If I need something like that. You go that route. Yeah, now. why, why yeah. go and buy brand new? Sorry, stores. I understand you're trying to, you know, yeah. there's another competition you well, have. some things but, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, and I've never, I've never had an issue. I haven't bought and sold a ton of things, but the things that I have sold, the the people I've dealt with have been fair and reasonable and showed up and paid me the amount they said they were going to pay. And, yeah, you know, you hear sometimes of these horror stories, right? Well, but, I, I think I think before because there was wasn't that much out there. Everyone would be out there bartering. I remember mm-hmm. selling golf clubs like that. You know, you're in the parking lot bartering with some guy like, yeah. oh man, here we go. Right. You know, and no, now now it's it's I think it's the landscape's changed. It's much much clearer now that no, this is the price and that's yeah. it. And you take it or leave it. Because you know as a seller that if if you know this guy's bartering to try and knock you down five bucks mm-hmm. you know wait a day and someone else is going to come with that full price for you yeah and, and, and you look and you keep boxes and boxes of like baby clothing and you know at this stage i mean a lot of that actually got uh, washed out in the uh, in the flood but again it's not something like marie goes oh i really wish i still had their little one piece from when they were you know a yeah. baby. and you think oh well down the road maybe we're gonna have like grandchildren they'll want their own fresh stuff right not something that was in a box 45 <laughs> years ago i think we can get rid of that stroller sweetie sometimes you gotta go to extreme lengths to catch a significant other doing something they're hiding from you and this woman went for it a woman suspected that her boyfriend was still going to strip clubs even after he promised her he'd stop. So she put a tracker on his car. Okay. Saw he was going to the strip club and followed him. But she didn't just confront him. She stripped down to just her bra 
put on a thong one of the dancers gave her. Ew, gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Had the girl give her a few pointers. Right. And jumped on stage. Wow. She walked over right to him and said, you want a show, babe? Watch this show. He was upset. She didn't care. He was upset. Yeah. Well, I guess she was dancing for not just him. <laughs> well, okay. She says she danced around a little, flipped him off, and said he'd never see her again. She made 100 bucks in tips, and the owner <laughs> even offered her a job. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she says she's done with stripping. She just wanted to end it with that guy. Wow. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Strip clubs. I mean, I have not been in one in a very long time. And it's it's interesting when you're in a, a relationship with someone, what everybody's kind of feelings are on that topic. Mm-hmm. And I remember Maria once saying to me, she said, uh, if you, she said, I, I would never ask you not to go. If, if a bunch of guys were going and you were it's invited. It's a stag thing, yeah. Yeah, she goes, but if you're going and having lunch there on a Tuesday by yourself, right. yeah. th- that's a problem. Or she said, if I found out that you initiated it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, let's go to the field. always wanting to go there. Yeah. But again, with the strip club, we, uh, we have had this conversation about firsts in our lives and things that happen once and never happen again. And I can distinctly remember, like, walking in for the first time to a strip club and just so eyes wide open. Right. I can't believe there's <laughs> naked women just roaming around me like it's yes. a casual day at the grocery store. I was just, I'm never leaving here. This is my new church. Uh-huh. I will pray here. Yeah, oh, it was for me, it was the million-dollar saloon. Okay. And you would have paid a million dollars to see that again. I. Uh, oh, yeah, that first feeling. I think I was... Uh, was it uh, the Cannonball in Brampton? Brampton had a lot of them back in the day. Right. Not so many out here in the East End. The West End had a lot of them. The West End had a lot. Yeah, well, and the I airport think, and well, because they catered to that business, overnight businessman mm-hmm. crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just creepy. I think, you know, I've, I've reached the age definitely where I, it would be very awkward to go into one now, mm-hmm. which is the age of sure. the, not the clientele necessarily, but the, uh, the, the staff. Dancers. Yeah, they're calling right. you sir at this stage. <laughs> or, hey, wait, you know my dad. <laughs> I'm dating your son. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Adrian, how is she on uh, on strip clubs? Or well, has the conversation the ever come hasn't up? come up really? very often. Well, you, you and her never went to one together? No. Really? No. What are you, squares, man? <laughs> right. Like, Lee and I went once. Here we are with outdated terms. <laughs> yeah. um, no. And, and I mean, the stag days for me, for the most part, have been long past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's interesting. I got a, a cousin who just got engaged. I wonder if this will come up. Well, cannonball, here we come. Right. Or a million dollar. Well, funny. All he's closed, he, he's a bit older. And, the, and the, like, the first news, and, like, when he, and this was one, we're all kind of surprised mm. that, oh, my goodness, he's actually, I think they've been dating for years and together. And so for him to actually pop the question was one like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. They'll be divorced in six months. My, my <laughs> first thought was, I don't know if I have enough marriage points for this <laughs> stag because this one's going to be epic, right? Oh, is it going to like Vegas? This or might something? be a big one. Yeah, oh. I'm like, boy, I better start sucking up now. How close are you to this guy? Good, very oh, close. Yeah, you have to go.
Well, well, how can you not? More like a golf trip, I think, yeah. probably. But how, even can you, still. And how could how could she even say no to Well, that? no, it's not that. It's just that might be the one opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. The, the strip club might come back up. You know, as, as I mentioned, um, about going, or had Adrian ever been to one, or what's her feeling on strip clubs, Maria was always intrigued. She wanted, what, what the hell goes on behind that? Because she had been to male strippers. Right, She'd yeah. Seen that. But what goes on in there? How seedy is it? And I go, well, let, let's go. So a couple of, another couple we know, we all went together. I think we, well, never mind what we did beforehand. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Because that would have been the end of the night. Right. I think we, I think we, I think we partook in some illicit or illegal substances. Gotcha, right. Uh, and, uh, and we got there. And, and Maria was all fine with it. She said, oh, whatever. And we're all having drinks and we're hanging out. But what, what really uh, kind of ended the evening? And as I said, we, we went once. Right. We never went again. Uh, you know, these, the strippers come around and they offer you dances and uh-huh. this and that. And, and I was saying no to that. But then this one stripper was gabbing with us for a while. And then she, they, because they, there's, there's a game going on there. They try to get you to buy them drinks. Yeah. And all, all right. right. And uh, so this one stripper's like, well, hey, sweetie, why don't you buy me a drink? And I did. I bought her a drink. And Maria was, oh, really? <laughs> Maria was not having any of that. She was not, you bought her a drink. Well, I'm not bringing her home. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the end of that fun. Matthew sent us a great text. He says, my first strip club experience was the Tanglewood. I was 17. I had one beer and thought I saw my grandmother on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the Tanglewood uh, was in, in Curtis. Yeah. Uh, it's still now like it was like a bar and a banquet hall. I think we had a staff Christmas party there oh, once. Really? Yeah. Well, it was still the Tanglewood. Well, it wasn't still the Tanglewood, <laughs> and unfortunately, the Tanglewood wasn't downstairs still uh-huh. for the after party. Or maybe that is fortunately because they had a reputation of having um, some older uh, staff. <laughs> As well. And like, she threw her hip out. And like, you know, when you walk in, there's like plastic lawn chairs and like styrofoam coolers. So I'm told. Right, right. right. Your father shared that right. with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, son. That's a great story. Yeah, there's some seedy places. I've been in a couple of joints where you, you don't even want to sit down. It, it's so gross. Right. I remember when, when I was working in Windsor, uh, we had occasionally, we had to go to uh, Chatham. I want to talk about seedy. Uh, we had to go to Chatham, and they had one strip club. Uh, and I remember we, it was like a snowy Wednesday night, and me and my co-host, they sent us the night before because it was a bit of a hike, so they put us up in a hotel in Chatham. And so we, uh, we'd we stay at this hotel. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? It's snowing. There's nothing on TV. So we go, oh, let's, have you ever been down to this? Whatever it was called. This is one strip club right in the middle of town. So we go in, and there's like two dudes in there. It's about 9 o'clock on a snowy Wednesday night. And there's one dancer who's got a big plate of spaghetti. And she's, and she's in between like Phil Collins in the air tonight and pour some sugar on me. She's piling back the spaghetti. Very classy. The whole room of wet noodles. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.